0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe means that the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft goes to the Detroit Pistons. Who's got the number one pick in this year's Detroit! draft? Who's got the number one pick in this year's draft? Basketball. Select Isaiah Stewart. The Detroit Pistons select Killian Hayes. Sadiq, and that was. Absolutely sensational. I don't know what went into that process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. From long range. Oh! Yes! Yes! Detroit basketball! What is going on, everyone? A wild first 14 picks of the NBA draft through. And we are here to talk about it on the Palace of Pistons podcast. Uh, Aaron Johnson here with you, Jasper Apollonia with me as well. Jasper, everything coming at a whirlwind speed right now. But how are we doing? How are we holding it down tonight?
1: Are we having fun yet? Like, dude, come on. This is crazy. It's, it's, there are a lot of things that people thought might be in play coming into this week, things that we've even talked about on this podcast, um, some of them have come true. Some of them have come true in a little different way than we thought they might, but wow, Aaron. I mean, I this has been crazy so far, starting yesterday with Jeremy Grant being traded to Portland for a future uh, first-round pick from Milwaukee 2025. Uh, they also moved up 10 spots in this draft. They also got another second-round pick back uh, in exchange for Jeremy Grant and the 46th pick in this draft, but tonight is when things really got cooking isn't
0: it uh it certainly certainly did we have so so much to talk about we're going to get into all all the things that you just mentioned but first let's talk about uh, a very fun topic around the nba draft a very crazy topic when you looked at how the odds played out uh, over the last few days um let's talk about gambling sports gambling our partners bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information Find all of the latest odds, news, and sport developments, including this year's basketball finals that have concluded, the NBA draft that's now going to be concluded by the time you've heard about this, the NHL hockey finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts. All right. So Jasper, should we go in, in chronological order of what happened? I think that probably makes the most sense. Let's touch on what happened uh, yesterday on what day is it even today? It's Thursday, it's Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. The Pistons traded Jeremy Grant to the Portland Trail Blazers for a 2025 first round pick from the Milwaukee bucks. They also got back, Uh, their own 2025 second round pick that Portland owned. They traded up to the 36th pick in tonight's draft. Portland got Detroit's 46th pick. So Detroit essentially moving up 10 spots in that situation. And then the Pistons also get a 2026 second rounder, uh, whichever is more favorable between Portland's second round pick in 2026 or the New Orleans Pelicans. So we've seen how Detroit has already started to use those assets uh, from the trade tonight in the in the draft, but your overall thoughts, I think everyone kind of a little underwhelmed at first by the Jeremy Grant trade, but what has followed here this evening, this night, uh, as we continue to record and information comes out, uh, certainly makes it a little bit more clear as to why Detroit maybe made the move they did. Yep.
1: Aaron, trades don't happen in a vacuum. And this is what I said yesterday on Twitter myself. Uh, was I necessarily expecting that to be the, the, the payout for Jeremy Grant? No, absolutely not. I thought they could get a little bit more. I was hoping for the seventh overall pick in the draft. But the fact of the matter is, Aaron, if they had gotten the seventh overall pick in this draft, you know who I think they probably would have taken with that pick? Jalen Duran. And so for me, it, it doesn't really matter what the, the on-paper return for Jeremy Grant was. It matters what you end up getting in the end. It matters how that trade works out. And now you're seeing it. This is, if anything, maybe even a more advantageous situation for Detroit, because if they had traded Jeremy Grant for seven to Portland, they probably would have had to give given something else up as well. Now, all you have to do is eat $9 million, Kemba Walker's contract moving forward. Um, you know, you, you get Jalen Duran. you're, you also have freed up all this cap space. The Pistons still have, you know, what they had 56 million. Now they're going to have $47 million in cap space going into free agency. Um, I mean, they're in a position right now where you have to just take your hat off to Troy Weaver. We've been maybe not critical, but we've been questioning on this podcast of some of his moves in the past. I have no questions here. This was a stupendous, stupendous job by Troy Weaver of getting what he could for Jeremy Grant, putting himself into a position where he could acquire more assets and getting the players he wanted in this draft at the same time. Um, It just goes to show, like, the end result is what matters. It doesn't matter if you feel like you overpaid, underpaid in the moment. We saw that last year uh, with the Drew Holiday trade for Milwaukee themselves. Uh, everybody said, oh, that's a lot to give up for, for Drew Holiday. Well, <laughs> it isn't when you win the NBA title. Um, and I think right now, Troy Weaver did basically the same thing. He maybe didn't get back exactly what people were expecting, but he got back the players he wanted and didn't give up anything. Uh, of of real significance in return.
0: Yeah, this was definitely a home run swing by Troy Weaver. Um, I was, you know, a little bit underwhelmed with how the trade initially broke out. Uh, you know, I think we both kind of thought that Milwaukee pick was just kind of a, you know, this, I mean, yeah, you could dream that things break down in Milwaukee uh, and, and things go wrong and that pick ends up work, working out in your favor, but odds are that's going to, was, good, is, will be a 20 to 30 pick uh in, in 2025 but the way that he maneuvered that pick into getting Jalen duran yes the pistons eat some cap space in kemba walker who as we're recording is reportedly set to work on a buyout agreement with the pistons so he's not expected to to stick with detroit which is perfectly fine um with Corey joseph opting into his contract <laughs> and obviously having Cade Cunningham, Killian Hazen. Oh, hey, Jaden Ivey. Yeah, we're going to talk. Oh, they got Jaden Ivey? Oh, that's not too we'll bad. We're talking about Jalen Duran before we talk about Jaden Ivey. But oh, we're going to get into buddy. it. buddy. We're all over tonight, and that's completely, completely okay. But Jalen Duran brings so much to the table. I guess let's, let's talk about him for a minute. You're talking about a 6'11", 260-pound big man. He's got a 7'5'' wingspan. He is exactly the type of player the Pistons need up front running pick and rolls with Cade Cunningham and now Jaden Ivey. He has a little bit of a back to basket. He's a bit more traditional in that sense, but he's not, you know, the old big man that, that he might get comp to. He is very much an athletic specimen and the Pistons have made a major emphasis in their first two picks on Thursday night of adding athleticism to a roster that was so sorely needing it so sorely lacking it. And they get, Perhaps the two most athletic players, maybe Benedict Matherin, who went sixth also in that discussion, but they get the two of the best athletes in the entire draft. It's a home run trade for Detroit. When you look at, they still ended up getting a first round pick, a lottery pick for Jeremy Grant, which was the value that we talked about him having all along. And the Pistons do end up getting that. It just took an extra day for that to happen. But a a nice job by Detroit, Jalen Duran. Is a very, very interesting pick. There are some very interesting discussions coming down the line about how that move impacts this team moving forward. Detroit's been linked so heavily to DeAndre Ayton this offseason. They're the gambling odds favorites to land him. There's been reports talking about how Ayton and Detroit are a good pairing. Ayton's camp and Ayton himself could see him thriving there alongside Cade Cunningham. And now they draft Jalen Duran, a young, Center with a lot of upside. They still have Isaiah Stewart on the roster. They're still paying Kelly Olinick and Luca Garza's there. They're expected to sign Marvin Bagley. <laughs> this pick has so many different side effects and adds so much to how the rest of this offseason might play out for Detroit. But a very interesting pick, and I think we would, we both agree. I think our other co host is not here. Mike Angelon would also agree. Detroit with a really, really nice move in Jalen Duran, I'm very excited to see what he can bring. I mean, this was a guy that was being talked about as a top five pick, uh, you know, going into the college season. And I think, you know, the stuff that Memphis had going on uh, wasn't good for him at the beginning of the year with Amani Bates. But we saw him, you know, get into the conference tournament. He had a 2020 game. This is a guy that scores and rebounds. He's super athletic, block shots, really nice pickup for Detroit for Essentially, just a future first-round pick.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to get that much into the DeAndre Ayton stuff. That 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 can be next week. Um, but absolutely, this trade puts you into a position now where it opens up your options moving forward, to where you have so much flexibility. Because if you do end up signing trading for DeAndre Ayton, you can now afford to give up Isaiah Stewart, Kelly Olynyk. You can do that because you have. Let, let's be honest. I look at Jalen Durant. For me, I see something like. Um, you know, like a poor man's prospect in terms of like a, like a James Wiseman or honestly a rich man's Isaiah Stewart. We always talk about, Hey, what if Isaiah Stewart, instead of being, you know, six foot eight, six foot nine was six foot 11 and had a great wingspan and was athletic. Well, guess what? That's, that's Jalen Durden. (laughs) Like that is the type of player he is. So um, yeah, it absolutely, it makes guys like Isaiah Stewart way more expendable now. It puts you into a position also, though, where you don't have to go out and sign a DeAndre Ayton in order to shore up your front court. You can afford to say, hey, you know, we'll keep our cap clean. We'll go into next year when there's a loaded free agency class and we're willing to, to do that again. Or, hell, you could even go and take on some more dead money if you're buying out Kemba Walker. Um, man, it's just hard to say too much. I also have to give Troy Weaver credit because the, the talk at first was, um, you know, that 13th pick and Gordon Hayward uh, to Detroit. And instead of taking on that Gordon Hayward contract, which not only is like $30 million a year, it also goes through next year. Troy Weaver <laughs> got a player on one last year for a third of that contract uh, in terms of dead money. I mean, this is just like, that's spectacular. That's just absolutely fantastic. You Can't say enough about it. Um, but Aaron, I mean, we can, you know, ooh and ah over the nerdy little cap stuff that, that he did, but he also pulled off that major blockbuster um, a, a pick with the number five overall pick, a guy that we were really, I think, hoping and praying, but not expecting to drop there. Jaden Ivey is a Detroit
0: Piston. Yes, yeah, so the Detroit Pistons select Jaden Ivey with the fifth pick after Keegan Moore- Murray somehow. Sacramento stood at four and drafted Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey. They,
1: they saw him in that boring ass suit. And they said, it's a dumb deal. We're taking him." He you didn't have what?
0: that. <laughs> I hope it works out. I hope Keegan Murray has a great career. I would never wish too. that on a player, but I can't believe that Sacramento looked at Jaden Ivey with 29 other teams calling them and saying, Hey, what would it take to get your pick? And said, let's take the guy that, Nobody wants that. Everyone else is trying to trade up so we can take, so they can take the other player that we don't want to take. The Pistons got incredibly lucky getting Jaden Ivy at five. There were reports really throughout, you know, all the picks that ensued that New York was trying to trade up. New York was trying to trade up even after the Pistons made the pick during the time that the Pistons were on the clock. There were reports that New York was trying to trade up Detroit was willing to trade back. Then the Pistons drafted them. Then the reports continue to come in. New York's not done going after Ivy. They're, they're mounting a, a package together. They're still ongoing talks with Detroit. There was, you know, more talks that the the picks that New York acquired from Oklahoma City were going to be used in the package, but the Pistons said reportedly Ivy is staying with us. That now seems to be the case. So the Pistons get a backcourt partner for Cade Cunningham in Jaden Ivy. And man, it was a perfect scenario for Detroit at five Jasper. We talked for, you know, the, the, the last few podcasts, maybe, you know, the last month and a half worth of podcasts about Jaden Ivey and and how we hoped, you know, he would be the guy for the Pistons. Then it was, you know, kind of becoming apparent he wasn't going to be there. And somehow he was there at five, the Pistons get Jaden Ivey and they become one of the most exciting young teams in the NBA with Cunningham, Ivy, Sadiq Bay, and now Jalen Durant absolutely
1: there's no other way to put it uh this was a confluence of events that played out perfectly for the Pistons it it, it just <laughs> it simply went no other way than how you would hope uh and I think that's true not just for Detroit but for Jaden Ivy too and that's one of the things that I loved about this pick was seeing how emotional he was to be selected by Detroit and that's why I mean even more so than like I didn't think that New York could offer a good enough trade package for him I didn't want him to go to New York. I didn't want him to get traded. Seeing that outpouring of emotion when he was selected, you could tell he wants to be in Detroit. He wants to do something great here. And we saw that same thing last year with Cade Cunningham. And Aaron, I can't help but think, whenever you get a great team, it's not just that you have great GMs, you have great players, you have great coaches. You need to have great luck. You need to have that Je ne sais quoi. Um in Detroit, I have to say, it feels like they, they got that mojo right now. Even when they get the fifth overall pick, they get the guy they want. Even you know, they get the number one overall pick in the draft that, yeah, has other great players, but has that specific guy that you need to build your franchise around. They get him. And um, you know, I, I look at what's happening right now, and I have to say, like there is something special brewing here. There's really, it's more than just the moves on paper. You get the feeling that they're, they've are they got that little kiss of destiny right now about them. Maybe that's just the excitement of draft day talking. Um, but boy, it feels like just even when things don't seem like they're working out for them, when it comes to the Jeremy Grant deal, when it comes to getting the fifth overall pick, even then, even then things seem to work out just how the Pistons want so it. doesn't.
0: Yeah, it was definitely disappointing on, uh, on the NBA lottery night when the Pistons fell out of, out of the top three, you know, there was the hope they'd get a top three pick. I was talking about how Paulo Bencaro would be a perfect uh, piece for Detroit. You know, I, he ended up going one, by the way, which was shocking in itself with the way that Jabari Smith had been uh, put up as the favorite with all the reports and, you know, the gambling odds, but, it was disappointing that night because you felt like this season was such a loss for Detroit that they would have, you know, they, they, they earned that, that top pick, they earned the right to draft one of those top three prospects in this draft. And this was really considered a top three. And then I think it was Jade and Ivy in that next tier alone and everyone mm-hmm. else. Some might say Ivy belonged in that top three, you know, to make it a top four, but however you want to shake it, uh, those top three prospects were really, you know, talked about in their own tier and, you were hoping Detroit was going to end up there after having such a poor season, but they, like you said, they drop all the way to five and they still somehow land a guy um, that some consider to be a top two prospect in this draft class. I mean, it's not many, but there are people out there, respected basketball people out there that said Jaden, Ivey's the second best prospect in this class. Um, he and Duran are going to add athleticism. they are going to add energy. Uh, Ivy is a guy that I think pairs really well with Cunningham. I wrote about him. Uh, I did his scouting report. For our palace of Pistons.com uh, scouting report series. I really like Ivy. He was the guy that I said here on the podcast and in my scouting report that the Pistons should take if he's available. He brings athleticism. His shooting is he was a 10, he, he jumped 10% in three point shooting in his sophomore season. He still takes some bad three point shots. He takes some bad shots overall, but if he becomes a more disciplined shooter, he is an efficient shooter. Very high field goal percentage in the paint. I believe I saw some statistics that pointed out. Just how high it was, like it was incredibly, uh, a remarkably high percentage inside the arc. That was, I think there was some like historical feat to it about how good it was. But an elite finisher inside, super athletic, uh, and he can compete on the defensive end. There are times where he zones out. Uh, there are times where he doesn't look like he's fully in it on that side of the floor. But he has the intangibles, and he has the speed, the strength, the body to be a good defender uh, on that side of the floor. I think him and and Cunningham pair very well. I think having that Cade, who's a little bit more methodical in his approach with the ball, he really takes a defender and and wears them down over the game. Jaden Ivey just goes head on at you and beats you because of his sheer speed and athleticism and his ability to jump over you. And I think that that's a nice pairing to have that contradicts each other. It contrasts one another, but when it's together, it forms a cerebral duo and, That's very, very exciting for Detroit when you add in some of the talent that they're getting around those two guys. I think when you look at this roster, they certainly are lacking some things, shooting being a big thing. Uh, They have a hole now in the front court with Jeremy Grant gone. They still might be looking at getting DeAndre And you know, Jalen Dern is a pretty raw, I'd say. I mean, he's not the rawest guy, but played one season at Memphis. You know, I don't know if he's ready to come in and start for you day one. He might be a guy that works his way into a, a starting spot midway through towards the back end, especially with Isaiah Stewart on the roster and Detroit's reported interest in Aiden. But nonetheless, the Pistons have some holes on the roster. They have a mm-hmm. ton of cap space to work with. Now we get to that portion of the offseason where we see just how aggressive Detroit is, just how desired Detroit feels about winning now. And with a bunch of cap space and a bunch of uh, free agents that they've been linked to, we'll see where Detroit goes from here.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a great opportunity for us to kind of talk about the expectations now because everybody's very excited about Jaden Ivey, about Jalen Duran, about how the, the the Pistons front office Troy Weaver has navigated these last couple of days. But look, it's always important to maintain a perspective that is realistic. You're totally right. Aaron, this is still a roster that has a lot of holes, especially in the front court on the wings. They need a lot of help. And uh, that's maybe something that they can, you know, help address in the second round. There's going to be players at 36. Uh, I said on Twitter, I I don't think moving up from 46 to 36 is irrelevant. I think this draft goes to about 40 or so. um, And they're going to have an opportunity to potentially draft somebody like, say, uh, Jabari Walker or a Johnny Juzang, somebody that can come in and, you know, potentially help shore up that, that wing rotation. I think that would be great. Um, but in terms of expectations, yeah, we need to see what they're going to do with this cap space. Now, Aaron, are they going to go out and try and acquire a miles bridges? Are they going to go more after an Aiden? Are they going to sit on it for a year? It's also very possible that, you know, Troy Weaver says, Hey, we're going to keep our powder dry for, for next offseason when there are real superstars available in that free agency class obviously depending on you know who gets re-signed extensions and the such um but in terms of ivy i think we should touch on a little bit right there because while he's absolutely an explosive athlete while he absolutely like we've been saying could provide this this dynamic element next to katie Cunningham's like methodical approach to the game um i think that You know, there are still holes in his game. I think that some of the things that prospects I've seen him compared to is like John Morant. And I don't think he's that kind of guy. I don't think he's a John Morant. If he was, he would have been the number one pick. I think he's more of like a Donovan Mitchell. He's still that player that has some holes in his game as a creator, as a shooter, as a defender. Uh, There's just things he's going to have to work on to reach his potential, but all the tools are there. And unlike Donovan Mitchell, I think with Cade Cunningham, you have a great backcourt partner in Cade Cunningham, somebody that can help bring him along and also be brought along by Jaden Ivey as well. Let's not forget, these are both players that are very comfortable playing off ball. So while some people might look at it and go, oh, you have two lead ball handlers now in Detroit, I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is a backcourt that will be very, very comfortable with 50-50 split and playmaking duties maybe more something like 60-40 in favor of, of Kane.
0: Yeah, that's going to be an interesting discussion to have. I remember very similar discussions with Killian Hayes last offseason and how that would break down after the Pistons drafted, Keith Cunningham. Uh, but, yeah, Ivy certainly has you know some hold in his game that you mentioned. Uh, but I think – and this was a big thing for me throughout the scouting process, throughout the pre-draft process, was I look at this Detroit roster – And I don't see high-level talent outside of Cade Cunningham. Like, I think they have some guys that could be good, could be all-star-level players. Like, Zeke Bay could be an all-star-level player if everything went right for him. But overall, this was a team that lacked high-end talent, high-end potential. After you got out of the top three in this draft, Jaden Ivey was the clear-cut guy to me that had the most potential to be one of the higher-level players moving forward. And so when you look at what he brings, when you look at the potential that you can see in his game, just with how athletic he is, just with how he can go on these, these scoring tangents, he makes the highlight plays on both sides of the floor. To me, it was a big deal that the Pistons took a swing on a guy with the position that they're in and all of the cap space that they have take a swing on a young guy who has a lot of talent yes Keegan Murray would have is probably the quote-unquote safer pick but I think when you look at ceiling Jaden Ivey was the guy to go after and the Pistons did that there are some holes in his game he's going to have to tighten up it's like that with every single prospect though Mm -hmm. Pistons get a guy that steps in day one alongside Kate Cunningham in the starting backcourt and they have a really, really exciting duo that's shaping into an exciting core when you look at some of these other moves that they're starting to make and the anticipated moves that they're going to make this offseason with the with the cap space at their disposal. Aaron, you know, we got to wrap this up
1: pretty soon, but I, I look at it like this. Um, you had the fifth pick in this draft and Jeremy Grant. And what you did by trading away Jeremy Grant was you had you ended up basically getting. The fifth pick and the 13th pick in this draft um, for basically trading Jeremy Grant and eating Kemba Walker's money. And you got the best guard prospect. And you got probably the third best front court prospect in this whole draft. I don't see how you can look at that as anything other than a gigantic win. Like you probably, in terms of talent level, got two of the top seven players in this entire NBA draft. And There's just no other way to look at it other than a huge win, regardless of what they do in free agency. Um, Troy Weaver's done a fantastic job here and there's really no other way to spin it. And you and I, like our listeners know, we have not always been super, super on board with everything he's done. I have no criticisms of his job tonight. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And and you're 100% right, Aaron. We all said it. What they needed going into here was talent. And now I look at it and I say, you know, the top two were Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bey. Now, Cade's still their number one most talented guy. But Sadiq Bey might be number four right now on the roster. And that alone says everything you need to know um, about the job that, that Troy Weaver's done.
0: No doubt about it, Jasper. Well, guys, we didn't want to make this too long of a show. There's some other stuff that's going to happen tonight that's going to potentially impact these conversations that we've just had uh just now so we're going to wrap this show up uh for today we're going to have another show next week we're going to talk about more about Jaden Ivey, more about Jalen duran more about jeremy grant more about the entree in what the pistons do in the second round the pending NBA Summer League title awaiting this <laughs> Of course. Yes. We're going to get into all of that and more. Jasper, thanks so much for joining me. We missed you, Mike Anguilano. Guys, we will see you next week on the Palace of Pistons podcast.